I'm very concerned that our society is much more interested in information than wonder, in noise rather than silence. Fred Rogers, whose loving prophetic voice is most known in his role as Mr. Rogers on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, observes in 1994 what is even more true today, information and noise. And he wonders, how do we encourage reflection? Jesus asks this too. Jesus says he came that we might have life more abundantly and invites us to pay attention and have the wonder and silence and eyes to see that we might not miss what's really in us and around us, this abundant life that Jesus comes to share. But, oh my, this is a noisy world. This is still a noisy world. At Salt House this fall, we come together to make space in the noise for prayer and breath to reflect. Our journey is led by another prophet, Cole Arthur Riley, who dares to ask in her new book, This Here Flesh, how can spirituality not silence the body, but instead allow it to come alive? How can we find peace in a world overtaken with dislocation, noise, and unrest? Cole Arthur Riley is a contemplative, the kind of contemplation everyone can do. Contemplation that is a bridge between our interior and exterior worlds, fully experiencing our bodies, present where we are, and seeing our world and reality as they truly are. The current moment and the last few years have not felt like life and abundance. It has been hard to know what we feel and see and make sense of it all. So each Sunday this fall, we become contemplatives as we open ourselves to the Jesus story and a chapter or two from this here flesh, each one names a theme, a way we come alive, including body, place, belonging, fear, wonder, rage, memory, lament, and liberation. So friends, this fall, do you want to come alive into the abundant life of God that is within you and all around you? Me too. What a gift that we get to contemplate and grow together as we explore ways we come alive. Friends, something, uh, something kind of cool happened last week. Was anyone here for it? You all called me to be one of your pastors. Yes, you did. I know. It was so cool. And with the, you know, like, greater job security, now I get to do this, which is what I've been waiting to do for a while, play you this video. I think it's probably my favorite YouTube video ever. So um, are you ready for this? Yeah. All right. Watch the screen here. Whoa, that's a full rainbow all the way. Double rainbow. Oh, my God. It's a double rainbow all the way. Whoa, that's so intense. Whoa, man. Whoa. 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 Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, oh my God. Whoa. Oh, wow. Whoa. 
my god, look at that. It's starting to even look like a triple rainbow. Oh my god, it's full on. Double rainbow all the way across the sky. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh god. What does this mean? Oh. Oh my god. Oh. Oh god. It's so bright. Oh my god. It's so bright and vivid. Oh. I wanted you to have this, the full three-minute experience of it. <laughs> Did anyone, was anyone like, are we still watching this? Oh my gosh. <laughs> what, 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 what was he experiencing? What was Yosemite Bear experiencing in this video? There, there, there's so many emotions like happening all at once, right? I mean, it's not just one thing, right? It's all captured in wonder, though. I mean, he's, he's laughing, he's crying, he's like overwhelmed with emotion. And, and we laughed with him too, didn't we? Yes. Why, why did we giggle? Why did we want to giggle, you think? Yeah. Yeah, there was something, there was something awesome about it. Come on, be honest though. Like some of, some of you were like, okay, what's he smoking and where do I get that? <laughs> which also exposes a little bit of our cynicism too, right? He couldn't possibly experience that without the help of something. Right. So it exposes a little bit of our cynicism, that, that little place where maybe wonder has kind of grown dead in us too. 
He couldn't possibly, he couldn't possibly be experiencing this just by looking at a rainbow. And then he asks this question repeatedly, what does this mean? This is, that's a very Lutheran question, isn't it? Yeah, it's very Lutheran. <laughs> what does, oh, was ist das? What does this mean? He's convinced that beauty, that this wonderful experience is rich with meaning. That it means something. It doesn't mean nothing. It means something. It's as if he's been unexpectedly visited by God. It's too much. The wonder is overwhelming. I don't know what happened like, in his life prior to this video either, right? I don't know the context for it in his life. When did this rainbow appear to him? I don't know, this double rainbow. But wonder is sacred. Wonder is a sacred thing. Wonder is a form of worship. And when we lose it, when we lose wonder, we lose a capacity to worship the creator. It's one thing to, um, to wonder at a double rainbow that's starting to look like a triple rainbow, but we're surrounded by little wonders all the time, every minute of every day, if we have eyes to see it. St. Francis says this. He says, Ah, what a stage the world is on which God displays so many wonders. And Francis totally lived that way. He lived in wonder. He called himself God's fool because in the adult world, when you have too much wonder, like our, our buddy up here, when you have too much wonder, you look silly. You kind of look like an idiot, right? Or God forbid, naive, like a child. So how do we come alive to the world of wonder? This week, my eight-year-old son, Simon, came to me. Isn't eight a great, eight is like a great age. Right, Brian? Eight is a great age. He came to me with this. And he said, Papa, do you think that this acorn will grow into a huge tree? And I looked at him with those big eyes, and I said, Simon, that's highly unlikely. I mean, like, they throw out, like, thousands of seeds, and, like, I don't know, that one would grow up. I mean, I'd probably, probably not. I don't even get me started on Monsanto and seeds. So it's a, and luckily, luckily for me and for him, he did not hear a word I was saying because the next thing he said was, Papa, there's an inchworm on it. <laughs> and I looked down. And sure enough, there was this little green inchworm sitting on the acorn, going whoop, 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 across. And we just stopped, and we just looked at it for a while. <laughs> what is wrong with me? When did wonder die? When did wonder die? Whew. And how do we become alive to it once again? Jesus says, you got to become like a child. That's, that is how you enter the kingdom of God. Jesus calls this entering of the kingdom of God wonder. Um, let's read this together uh, from Luke 18, 15 through 17. All together now, ready. People were bringing even infants to him, that is Jesus, that he might touch them. And when the disciples saw it, they sternly ordered them not to do it. 
But Jesus called for them and said, let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For it is such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly, I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. To enter the kingdom of God is to come alive. We're talking about the same thing here. And Jesus says children get it. They just get it. They don't have to learn it. They don't have to learn wonder to enter the world of wonder. They already live there. But then they unlearn it, right? Life has a way of slowly exiling us from this land. So perhaps you may want a little child to lead you back there. Look, an inchworm. Perhaps you may want a pet friend to lead you back there. The non-human world has this way of inviting us back into wonder. Cole Arthur Riley um, tells us exactly what's at stake with wonder. She says, when we grow accustomed to neglecting beauty, we eventually become creatures of hatred. We lose our imagination, a virtue to which wonder is helplessly tied. So why care for barren land? Why advocate for justice in a system predicated on injustice? We become so accustomed to that bitter taste that we can taste nothing else. Slowly, even mirrors feel like an oppression. We become unable to conceive of anything worthwhile in our own image until we empty ourselves of all beauty and turn against our own bodies in disgust. And this path ends in numbness. It is disillusionment with the chains of this world that lead us to become numb to them, accustomed to a life of burden as our appetite for liberation wanes. When we wonder, listen to this part, when we wonder we loosen the cords that restrain our love. And the people most in love with a thing are prone to become its fiercest protectors. This is what we tell all of our, we ask all of our small group leaders, right? Do you love your people? Do you love the people in your small group? This is what we ask, you know, the staff, every staff meeting. Do you love them? And then them is you. Do you love them? I had a thought. Um, I had a thought this week. Uh, I imagine that Jesus encountered so much trauma. Right? Um, it would make sense that he had a lot of secondary trauma. The gospels say, you know, they brought to Jesus like anyone who was sick, anyone who was injured, demon possessed, folks who had experienced just like massive, significant trauma. And I was just imagining, like, just like how much that would be. For him to bear. And yet Jesus like wasn't numb. He wasn't numb to wonder. So it makes me think, did Jesus welcome the little children and bless them because he knew that they would open him up once again to delight and wonder? Isn't that an interesting thought? I'd never thought that before. If Jesus needed, needed food and water to live, he surely needed community too to be fully alive. He surely needed wonder. So my friends, I know that there are a number of us in the busyness of life 
who have simply fallen asleep to wonder. I know that there's a number of us who are currently going about this daunting task of addressing childhood traumas. I know that there's a number of us who work closely with individuals who have experienced intense trauma, and it sticks, it sticks to you. And I know that there are a number of us who are in that dark night of trauma even now. And I want to tell you, and St. Francis wants to tell you, and Jesus wants to tell you, Cole Arthur Riley wants to tell us with an extreme urgency that your life is more than a grotesque collection of traumas. To be a human who resembles the divine is to become responsible for the beautiful, for its observance, for its protection, for its creation. It's a challenge to believe that that is our right. So wonder, then, is a force of liberation, she says. It makes sense of what our souls inherently know that we're meant for. Every mundane glimpse is a salve on a wound. Every mundane glimpse is instructions for how to set the bone right. So if you really want to get free, if you really want to come alive, then find God on the light rail. Find God in the soap bubble, in the taste of grandma's chicken, in the raspy leather of Nina Simone's voice, in the face of God and the bony teenager begging your groceries because our faith is held together by wonder. Shall we pray before a dogfight breaks out? <laughs> pray with me. Liberating God, it is your great delight for delight to set us free, to wonder again at the world you have made, with the eyes the size of saucers, to watch a sunrise and say, do it again. To watch a rainbow and say, what does it mean? To watch an inchworm crawl across an acorn. You are healing our cynical hearts little by little with every small amazement, God. And through it, you give us the resilience to love fiercely, to protect beauty and innocence wherever threatened. So what, oh God? What do you want to show us today that will make us come alive? We walk into the world wide-eyed, ready to be amazed. And it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Let everybody say amen. All right, folks at home, hopefully you have gone and grabbed your critter. Now, I mean, literally, it could be a stuffed animal. It could be a dog cat, all those things. It could be that mold. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, it could be that mold uh, in the back of your fridge. Whatever that is, bring it now to the TV or where, whatever you're watching on, okay? And hold that critter. Hold that critter close. And take a second to tell God what this critter means to you. Tell, take a second to let wonder and gratitude into your heart for this creature. Because we bless this creature. We bless it in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Let God's people say amen. And if you want one of these certificates to certify 
that this blessing has taken place, then just let us know in the comments and we'll send one of these out to you, okay?